This is Tom Parrish, and I'm here with Dwight Adair. Dwight, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. I thought it would be interesting to talk briefly about the production of this particular documentary film, in particular the challenges for the color correction stage. Dwight, just tell us briefly, what is this movie about? West Texas Muse is a documentary about a Texas fiddler, band leader, songwriter, whose name is Tommy Hancock. And he was the house band and the owner of the Cotton Club in Lubbock, very famous uh, large club there. And he was a Western swing guy until he became interested in the hippies and LSD. And that began him on this big spiritual quest because he wanted the same high without the drugs. And it changed him, it changed his music, it changed his crowd, it changed the Cotton Club. And it changed the whole trajectory of his life. And he went from Lubbock to New Mexico, where he formed the Supernatural Family Band, which, if you will, was a kind of a hippy-dippy family band that had a lot of guest artists that would come and play with them in their gigs. There was a whole new range of music, also a whole new range of experiences for him and his family. That went on for 10 years in what they call the Rocky Mountain Boogie. And at the conclusion of that, they ended up moving back to Austin. And by that time, arthritis had stricken him and he couldn't play the fiddle anymore. And he played a good while on guitar and continued writing songs. And then finally became a real supporter of the, his wife and his daughters who formed Texana Dames. And eventually, when he couldn't play any instruments anymore, he began dancing because he found that that was a visual form of music. And so he ended up writing a book called Zen and the Art of the Texas Mm Two-Step. So I found this man very interesting because he was on a spiritual quest his whole life. He brought others along with him, and he was very influential in a lot of musicians that made up the core sound of Austin. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know he was one of the owners of the Cotton Club. Mm. Fascinating. All right. When you gave this to me, it was on Final Cut Pro 3. You'd had it for quite a while, and it, I, I think this was footage that had been shot over 20 years or something like that? Well, at, at least a decade. Um, oh, okay. There was a very good friend of Tommy's named Charles Harp, a very creative guy, a musician himself, and he had a, a good video camera, and He did, over the course of, let's say, a decade, uh, numerous interviews with Tommy and his wife Charlene and his daughter Connie and the musicians that knew Tommy best Mm -hmm. and did a very good job on the interviews in a a depth that's only possible when you are good friends with someone else and can push them to the next and next (laughs) and next levels. And what happened was that he ended up with 30-plus hours of interviews and realized that he couldn't quite wrap his mind around it. And the Hancock family didn't know what to do with it for a while, and then they saw my documentary that I did entitled Faded Love on Bob Wills Mm -hmm. and the Texas Playboys, and they brought it to me and said, do you think you can make a film out of this? And out of the 30 hours, we have a very tight 63 and a half minutes of good, documentary footage and it's called Tommy Hancock West Texas Muse. Yeah. 
And it is. It just keeps you getting. I mean, the hour goes by like in 15 minutes, it seems like. All right, so we had some special challenges because the DV footage was old. It was, in many cases, pretty washed out. Um, but we wanted to focus on some things. Uh, I think Connie Hancock, uh, the daughter, she's one of the initial people we'll see. It was a bit washed out, and we brought more color into that. The idea was just to bring more saturation in. You didn't particularly want a certain kind of look. Uh, you know, it didn't need to be all sepia or all this or that or whatnot. We just wanted to restore the the DV film as best possible and bring out as much color and saturation as we could. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely correct because what I thought was really important is for these people to be as vibrant as they can possibly be because the story is so vibrant. Yeah. And so it was important to me that this not look like necessarily yesterday's footage, but like we're sitting down with Tommy and mm -hmm. with his family and these musicians who know him best, and we're face-to-face -face with them, and they're telling the story. So we had Jesse Taylor. That one needed a lot of work because it looked like it was shot under a sodium vapor lamp or something like that. And there was Lloyd Maines, and I guess it was in a car. And then there were all kinds of old candid photographs taken inside the cotton club I, I assume this was pulled out of a shoebox some family member had and many of them were not in particularly good shape but uh we really needed to try to restore some additional color besides the red shift that had gone in there and in particular you had the family um family pictures you had the cotton cup picture pictures which just needed to be more vibrant we did that there's some examples of that and then we had the family at Christmas time, and there was a Christmas tree there, but you, it looked like a dead weed. But we finally got some green pulled out on that, and that made it just look a lot more like Christmas. I think one thing we tried to do on the black and white photographs is make them all, you know, just about all of them were black and white to the same kind of contrast level, so there was some consistency there. I have something I can add. Yeah, go ahead. One of the things that's important for a director, filmmaker, is that there is a consistency from beginning to end in not only the storytelling, but also the visuals, so that nothing jars you away from the conceptual path that you're being led down. And what I found very helpful was all this footage that was shot in a wide diversity of locations and, and lighting locations. Tom was able to smooth those out, saturate them in a way so that none of that distraction was there and that everything was as vivid as it possibly could be. And what I found was that that enhanced the storytelling. And mm -hmm. it's, it enhanced the storytelling in very subtle ways, but in ways that ended up being very important. All right. Well, thanks, Dwight. Uh, this is something I've been wanting to do. I think it's in some ways more helpful to have people talk about the film that's been color graded or color corrected than to just have a lot of before and after, before and after. There's no context for that. You don't really know the, the problem, the challenges, or, you know, you're not really wed to the story at all. And I wanted people to really know that this is a great documentary and we did some great work on it to make it uh, come to life. And we're hoping everyone will have a chance to see it at some point. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.